Have you ever wanted to know the secrets of success and what the key ingredients are that make someone successful in business and in life? In Mastermind with Sherry, this is exactly what we explore. We hear from rockstar keynote speakers that have created uber success in their sporting careers and business, and they are the experts who help the best of the best become the best of the best. So if ever you've wanted to understand what this is all about, and if ever you wanted to have a sneak peek inside my Mastermind with Sherry program, then listen up because today is the day. And whilst I can't share absolutely everything with you, what I thought I would do is share a few snippets from some of the high-level rockstar keynote speakers that we have had. So in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you the feedback and some of the takeaways that myself and the masterminders have taken. First up is Nathan Sharp, former captain of the Australian Wallaby Rugby Union team, and he spoke on leadership and team building. Then we're going to hear from Philip DeBella, who basically, you know, is Australia's coffee king. And he went from starting a business with $5,000 to having this global empire and selling it for just under $6 million. Also, I'm going to share my notes from Deb Farmworth Wood's keynote and how she moved to Australia and built her, you know, big ginormous empire with Australian skin clinics and sold that for a bit under $70 million. Also, I'm going to share with you performance psychologist to high performers, Dr. Phil Jauncey, in how he creates, you know, winning teams and winning mindsets with those such as the Olympic team, the Brisbane Broncos, the Indian cricket team, and the list goes on. So listen up because this is going to be a huge episode and I'm going to be sharing with you my notes on what I've taken from these amazing and remarkable people. And welcome to season two of the Build Your Best Life podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Storer. I'm a sales coach and hardworking real estate agent. It's my mantra to build your best life, and I'm living my life trying to do exactly this. Now, throughout this podcast series, you'll learn how you can grow your GCI revenue and profit by implementing tried and tested systems and structures. You'll also learn how to grow and build your own EBU team and agency and how you can truly harness your real estate career in order to provide you with the wealth and the freedom that you've always dreamt of. So if you're enjoying my content, interviews and this podcast series, be sure to go over and leave us some reviews. My team and I would truly love the feedback. And of course, feel free to go and share this series and your favorite episodes with your friends, with your office colleagues, and better yet, go and subscribe so you can get notified every single week when the episodes go live. Now, this week, we are wrapping up Mastermind with Sherry for 2022. Oh, I'm a bit sad. (laughs) It has, I have to say, been another really inspirational and motivating series. Now, the whole purpose behind Mastermind is, you know, I really want to bring together the brightest business leaders, educators, and innovators to share with those masterminders, you know, their strategies and wisdom for what we can implement into our businesses and into our lives. Now, out of all of my programs, Mastermind with Sherry is by far the most soulful platform that I produce. It affects every aspect of my being, including my own journey in business and in life. And I love the fact that I get to share it with 30 really super special people in this industry. Now, it's all about learning the secrets that made our rockstar keynote speakers become the successful powerhouses that they are. But it's also about the relationships and the friendships that we cultivate along this shared journey together. 
Now, my company, Real Estate Nation, it was founded to create and sustain a movement within our industry where we learn and we support each other instead of tearing each other down. And Mastermind with Sherry completely embraces this manifesto wholeheartedly, where each and every member then becomes an ambassador for the growth of this movement and this ideology. It's about making a commitment to yourself to be the very best version that you can be and continuing to also go out and build your best life. Now, Mastermind with Sherry, it is a very exclusive program. You know, I handpick, you know, this elite group because there's only 30 positions available. And so we see, you know, selling principles in there. We see business owners, we see high level managers, we see real estate agents who either have a team or are building a team. And it's really this cross pollination that works so well because we really do like to see insight from other people and understanding what problems they have because chances are other people in the group may have had them before or about to go through them. So there's so much that we can really shed a light on. So there are three main components in Mastermind. The first one is this high-level confidential group coaching. And I have to tell you, all members, they sign a confidentiality agreement, so it's super, super close-knit. It's also about accountability, where once you define your mission, you then craft these specific goals and develop a monthly action plan to get the results you want, and then you're kept accountable to them. And of course, we hear from these amazing rockstar keynote speakers. So if you are looking to gain access to high-level wisdom and strategies to grow your business and your best life, then Mastermind might be for you. You can go and find out more and register your interest at sherrystora.com forward slash mastermind. And do it quickly because I'm going to be releasing the next season in the next week or two. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you my notes from what I personally took from some of my most favorite guests from Mastermind over the last two years. I'm going to be sharing with you these level ups from five guests, right? So let me lay it out for you. I'm going to be sharing these special, special takeaways uh, from Nathan Sharp, former captain of the Australian Wallaby team, from Dr. Phil Jauncey, who is a performance psychologist and someone who I've been working with since 2008. Also, I'll be sharing my notes on Deb Farmworth Wood's keynote. Now, she built up this huge business um, called Australian Skin Clinics here in Australia, but she has been an entrepreneur <laughs> and built up over 12 super, super successful businesses. Also, I want to share with you on how you can build your best life with Lee Schwing Singh. He wrote Mao's Last Dancer and he today is the director of the Queensland Ballet. And then finally, Coffee King, Philip DeBella, he was sensational. I couldn't think of a better way to round off today's podcast than with his notes. So before I share my notes on what I learned from Nathan Sharp, perhaps I should share with you exactly who he is in case you're not too sure. Now, Nathan Sharp was the former captain of the Australian Wallaby Rugby Union team. He has over 100 matches with the Wallabies, 20 as captain, and he played for over 15 years at a national elite level in rugby union. He won the Bledisloe Cup, the Tri-Nations Championships, played in three World Cups and was part of the 2003 Wallabies team that lost in extra time in that World Cup final. Now, when he transitioned out of sport, Nathan entered the mining industry and in 2010, he established SES Labor Solutions. 
And over this period of 10 years in the mining industry, he grew this business from the ground up to an industry-leading staffing workforce management organisation. In 2017, SES was acquired by global staffing company Brunel. Now, Nathan is extremely passionate to really help drive and develop high-performing teams, and he understands what is required to reach that elite level. So the three takeaways from Nathan's session was it's okay to have bad days, but it's how you recover from them is what matters. He also talked about the fact that success is boring, but it's not a coincidence. And if you want to get better players, you must get better coaches. So here's what I took away in a little bit more detail. He talked about the key factors in great teams, which are leadership, mentors, motivations, commitment, character, this team first mentality, and having this concept of a self-regulating team. Let's talk about leadership. He understood that there needs to be resilience to push through in hard times and that these teammates need to self-regulate. So if somebody's letting the team down, someone else needs to step up or to say to them, hey, pick your socks up here or what can we do to support you or to pick up the slack if need be, if times are tough. He also talked about bringing people along for the journey and having absolute clarity and unity. And often this unity, it comes from being together and working through tough times. Success, sometimes when you're super successful, it can put a Band-Aid over some underlying problems, right? But he did talk about the fact that preparation is the opportunity to get better. Understand how your team know what they need to do on a day-to-day basis because a lack of clarity often can reduce trust. Now, Nathan shared with us the importance of having the right people in the right place and that you need to constantly be evolving in terms of your systems and your strategies. And as a leader, you can't always think that people will just naturally level up. You need to strategize how you're going to build and how you're going to convey your message. It needs to have a significant impact on your people in order to have a significant impact on your business. He discussed getting creative with, you know, performance enhancing for your own team, right? And the harder you work when no one is looking is where you will end up finding the greatest success. When we look at mentors, he, you know, really wanted to talk about, you know, what we're looking for in mentors, but also what we're doing when we're being mentors. And part of that was having a plan, being prepared, performing and reviewing. Reviewing was very, very important. And if it's not organic, then to put a formal kind of position in place to make that occur in terms of that reviewing uh, process. And look for the best of the best people who you can outsource to really help level up the team. So you're looking for those subject matter experts. Um, In your business, you know, this could be about accounting and, and your accounts, or it could be in recruitment. It could be about marketing, right? The next driver that we looked at was motivations and understanding that there are different drivers for different people and the motivations are different for individuals and also for the team. But it's important in building out this team that we need to set KPIs for the team in addition to the individuals and that we need to challenge each other and understand that success looks differently 
for many of us, right? Some might want to make our family proud. Some might want some money. Some might want to be the best in the world and they want to be recognized as that. Ask your team to be involved when you're setting down, you know, your goals, because there's no point having a mission statement or a vision or an ideology if your team have absolutely no buy-in. Nathan talked about character and making sure that you have a process that you can revert back to when you're under pressure. The importance of having resilience and being honest in all situations, whether you be a team member or whether you be a leader. And what you do away from the contest, what you do away from the listing presentation, what you do when you're out of that boardroom will basically really determine, you know, what will fulfill this outcome. Because when people are under pressure, and often in this industry, we're super under pressure, right? People will always revert back to their natural type. And that's why process is incredibly important. Team first. This team first attitude, you know, is just something that is huge. And in an industry where quite often we're very ego orientated, we're all about building up, you know, the lead agent or so forth, you know, it's this can be quite an interesting kind of concept. And it's one of the things that I've really learned from and, and I'm really working with all of my coaching clients on. So, The first question you need to ask yourself in building this team first culture, whether it be in an EBU or in your agency, is, you know, are your team members committed to at least their motivations, right? And, you know, if you sincerely have some doubts, you know, if they're going to be with you when the times are tough, then perhaps you need to think, are they really the right people for you and for your other team members in your business, Now, what you do wrong or what you do right, whatever it is that you do, it's about adapting and being dynamic. And, you know, he often sees that in business, very rarely do we sit back and do we review what's going on and dissect every single element of this. He thinks that's a key component to really growing and building a business. And I could not agree more wholeheartedly. Again, processes was another conversation that kept coming up here and that if we've got processes in place that support every single person in terms of what they're going through, what they want to achieve, and it's these small things that often every single day, once we do them, they start to add up. And if one of these team members is not being precise in some of these small processes, it can basically make a really big difference to the team and the result. And often it can have almost like an add-on effect. And so, you know, the concept of having this self-regulating team is just huge because, you know, this is having an understanding that sometimes your team and your people, they will compromise for their teammates. And it's not always about having this one person who's going absolute bullet a gate, right? It's about bringing every single person up to that same level. Huge, massive. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Nathan Sharp. Honestly, loved your session. So many takeaways. All right, let's talk about Dr. Phil Jauncey. Now, Phil, oh my gosh, I just love this man. He has really changed my life personally and professionally. He is widely regarded as Australia's most foremost performance psychologist. He has an extensive career practicing with some of the greatest sport and professional audiences. 
He was the attending sports psychologist over many years at the Olympic Games. He's been the sports psychologist with the Brisbane Broncos from 1993 to 2018. He was the mental skills coach with the Brisbane AFL Lions team from 1994 to 2008. He recently retired from the Queensland Bulls uh, cricket team after 20 years. He's worked with the South Sydney NRL team, the English Rugby League team. Oh my goodness, there's so much to name here. Now, along with his impressive sports portfolio, Dr. Phil Jaunsey also conducts one-on-one sessions with musicians and with tertiary actors. In addition to all of this, he works with a lot of you know, businesses and corporations, including my own, in terms of how we can level up, how we can understand ourselves, how we can understand others, and how we can manage ourselves, right? It's all about this magic notion of the art of positive doing. Now, Phil told us that there are three basic rules for our brain. Number one is the purpose of pain, and that is that pain is good. Pain is telling us that whatever it is that we're doing, it's not good. It's not working. And this is perhaps one of my most favorite quotes from uh, from Phil Jaunsey, and he says that excuses are for losers. Never give an excuse. Excuses tell us that it's not our fault and that we don't have to change. Winners never say if only. Instead, winners say only if. In other words, only if I do what am I going to be successful? Now, positive doers always embrace the pain because they understand that anytime I'm getting pain, it's going to be a cause for change. And it understands, okay, what is the cause and what is the root cause of my poor performance and this pain that we're feeling? Number two, he helped us to understand why does the brain give us some thoughts and not others? In other words, if I keep acting painfully, the brain will keep giving me painful thoughts and you'll start to self-sabotage. So basically act on it because it is so much louder a message to actually act on it. Now, if you don't act on it, you're going to hear those voices and the message, well, the volume's down, right? It's softer. The other great thing that I love sharing from Dr. Phil Jauncey's session with the Masterminders was really taking everyone through personality profiling and the importance of this. Now, I've been working with Dr. Phil Jauncey, you know, and personality profiling since I think it was actually 2008. Um, And, you know, he has put together his own personality profiling system. I've seen him use this many, many times for sporting teams, for football teams. It's part of what makes it work. It's also what works so well in my business. So when I'm recruiting people into my company, into Real Estate Nation, and I have to tell you, I've got a really slow, you know, recruiting kind of process. I'm slow to hire, very quick to fire. But part of that process is this personality profiling with Dr. Phil Jauncey. And I love his system. I understand his system because I guess I've been using it for so long. I found that it's really helped me to better understand who I am. And it also really helps me to understand how I can better interact with the team and how the team can better interact with each other and understanding, okay, if someone is going into their shell, what we need to do to kind of get them to come back out if they're actually, you know, of that particular personality profiling. So this was really impactful because I feel that 
you know, often it's something that we don't talk enough about. We often do a lot of aptitude testing, but I think it's the personality profiling. And it's not just about saying, okay, is this personality perfect for this particular role? No, that's not what we're talking about here. I guess there's elements to that, but salespeople can be great personalities out of any one of the four quadrants, right? It's really comes down to understanding how to work better as a team and how to better understand ourselves. In addition to working with Dr. Phil with personality profiling, every single agent that I work with in a one-on-one capacity, whether they be a CEO, whether they be a business owner, a selling principal, a lead agent, you know, I ask every single one of them to do one of these personality profiling programs. And the concept behind that is so that I further, and I really understand, you know, who they are, what's going to, you know, be best to motivate them, to inspire them, how are we going to kind of reach their vision and their goals? And then how do we get to work in terms of doing that? You know, what do I need to uncover in order to get the best from them? So Dr. Phil has got four different key components, well, four quadrants, I guess we should call them. And he also talks about being structured and being unstructured in terms of the the ways in which we work. So those four quadrants, and look, you can be heavily in one of them. You can be a cross-section of a number of them. There's so many different variants in it. But essentially, you know, the four quadrants are mozzies, who are people who love to, you know, really chat and they're very instinctive. And we do see a lot of salespeople who are really great mozzies. They're also highly influential. The second quadrant is the enforcer and the enforcers typically love to be in control and, you know, they're really good at KPIs and they really are very, very good communicators. They need loads and loads of variety, but the the difficulty with being an enforcer, and I can say this because I'm heavily an enforcer, I was a little bit of a mozzie is that, you know, when they, when things are not going their way or when they don't feel that they're in control, they can get really, really angry. That, that's their natural kind of go-to. The third quadrant is a thinker. And a thinker typically needs more time and they need more detail and more structure to understand what's going to be happening. Uh, they don't tend to speak up and as a result, they tend to implode, right? They hold it in. And then lastly, um, the fourth quadrant is a feeler. And the feeler is really always concerned about letting other people down. They're often really, you know, in touch with their own feelings and concerned about the impact on others. And they really worry about other people and they're often really hard on themselves. And this sees them withdrawing if they feel that they are having a negative impact on you. So, you know, Dr. Phil, he is amazing in so so many ways. I'm grateful that this man is in my life. I'm grateful that he's in some of my most favorite uh, sporting teams lives as well. And if ever you get an opportunity, go to his website. He's got two books out there and um, I'm sure that they will have the impact on you as they have on myself, the agents I work with and also in my team. Next, I'd love to share some wisdom from my friend, Deb Farmworth-Wood. Now, she is the owner of my favourite makeup brand, Asada Cosmetics, but she's also the founder of Australian Skin Clinics. She was born in Kenya, raised in the UK, and Deb has this remarkable story about moving here to Australia to retire, only to end up, you know, building a $70 million business, which she then sold in 2019. Deb's career has been punctuated by a whole lot of firsts. She was 
the first non-doctor to become a partner in a UK medical practice, and her group were the first non-pharmacists to own a UK pharmacy. She opened England's first drive-through pharmacy, and also she continues to push the boundary in businesses to this day. Now, in 2020, right in the middle of COVID, Deb purchased Asada Cosmetics, and she has never looked back. In Deb's presentation, I really saw four main themes, and that was how to build your empire in being an entrepreneur, having incredible mindset, and building your best life. In being an entrepreneur, she sees that the superpower is actually in seeing opportunity, and that you want to find opportunities in your current business and in any business that you look to buy. She talked about the eight key entrepreneurial mindsets, which is finding opportunity, initiative and self-reliance, having future vision and setting goals, creativity and innovation, critical thinking and problem solving, communication and collaboration, comfort with risk, and finally, comfortability and adaptability. In building your empire, she talked about not taking no for an answer unless there's a valid reason. And always have first-class accounting and legal advice. Yep, it's going to cost you a lot, but Deb says it's worth every single cent and I could not agree more. She really encouraged us to let other people's money work for us and to always have a plan B because often businesses go bust or plan A doesn't always work out, right? Constantly question how you can save your business money, whether you be a lead agent or whether you be a business owner. It's always about looking at profitability and saving your costs. Have these light bulb moments. Step back and think about how you can change the business. And if you could do anything better, what would it be? In the economies of scale, what are you going to do to kind of build things up? Because if you want to have multiple offices, there are some really wonderful economies of scale in terms of doing that. In workplace and culture, she suggested, you know, valuing transferable skill sets that people are bringing into the business and build your teams with people that are skilled on what you don't have. Confront any issues that the team might be having directly head on And as a result, it's really important to work with transparency. And most importantly, you know, Deb was really talking about the fact that people don't work well in bad culture. She trains and empowers her staff on profitability and on running a business. They then can make the right decisions for the business because they understand costs and they then can really focus on revenue and on profit. They start to make decisions considering operational finance. In mindset, Deb really was was so passionate about having an understanding that many of us have an unhealthy playlist where repetitive sayings from our childhood aren't always true. And some of the these mindsets that you might have could be around the fact that debt is bad or money doesn't grow on trees and, you know, don't leave until tomorrow what you could do today. And, you know, I would really strongly suggest that you think about what are yours and what you need to do in order to reset them, Right always look for the silver linings in life and turn any negative situation into a positive. Any experience can be a good experience. And finally, in building your best life, Deb really said for her, it's not about the money. It's about your self-worth and the experiences on your own journey. And in order to do that, you have to have your own sense of self-worth and sense of self-achievement. 
Work on your own terms for your own quality of life and to be your own yardstick. Next up, I'm sharing my takeaways from Lee Shwing Singh. Lee is famously considered one of the best ballet dancers in the world. Today, he is the director of Queensland Ballet, but he's also written the best-selling autobiography, Mao's Last Dancer, which was later made into a movie directed by Bruce Beresford. If you haven't read the book, if you haven't seen the movie, you need to go and do it. It is life-changing. It is such a magnificent, unbelievable story, but it's true and it happened to him. Now, Lee also has a stockbroking license. And in our session with him, he shared how his determination, perseverance, vision, courage, and hard work, and in particular, those sacred family values and his integrity helped him through to build his best life. So in sharing his story, again, I saw that there were four key areas that he delved into. The first was internal drive and determination, discipline, leadership, and then finally in building his best life. So let's talk about drive and determination. And, you know, in discussing discipline, he said that the harder he works, the luckier that he gets, that success and perfection does not come that easily. And sometimes you can be lucky and opportunity falls in your lap, but often that's not really the case and you have to work really hard. And when you work hard, you achieve success and doors will open for you. And he talked about how there was just one person that when they believed in him, it made all the difference in that world. And for me, this made me reflect on what am I doing to make others feel that I have a special invested interest in them. I think that's part of the reason why I'm a coach, actually, because I really believe in the people that I work with. But it also helped me reflect on myself, who believes in me and who's helped me to really step up. He, you know, said that at the beginning when he started learning how to how to spin and how to do turns, that he couldn't, that he got motion sick and, and he couldn't jump. And he talked about the fact that, you know, if you wanted to stand and if you wanted to do 32 turns, that you needed to be able to do 64 comfortably in able to be able to do those 32. So, you know, you have to practice in order to be able to comfortably do what you're doing. And so, you know, what I took from that is what are you doing when it comes to managing your team, when it comes down to doing listing presentations, when it comes down to doing one-on-ones, because it is actually about going above and beyond so that it's really good in terms of coming back to your fallback. In terms of leadership, Lee talked about building a star company, not a company full of stars. So when you think positive, you will affect the people that you work with. And one of the most important aspects of being a leader is positivity and getting your team to understand what your vision is. A vision is most important and you need to have building blocks, targets and stepping stones to realise that bigger vision. And he talked about boarding this very fast moving train and, you know, this this journey is not going to be comfortable on this fast moving train. And, you know, some people are going to be on that journey with you and some people aren't. And it's okay that sometimes you need to push people off. That's Lee's comments, right? That, you know, every decision that you need to make needs to be best for the company. So if you're a lead agent, right, if you are selling out there today, whether it's you or whether you've got an EBU, you need to make the best decisions that's going to help move your business to move forward. That's what he's talking about. People who doubt you, they are not a part of your journey. They're not going to be on your fast moving train, right? Have a big dream, you know, and understand that you don't need to get there 
all at once. You may not get there this year. You may not get there next year, but have the dream. You will get there. And, you know, have these glass shattering moments. And this is often what I talk about, actually. We want to talk about shattering the glass ceiling. We want to break through those brick walls and leave really kind of embrace this whole, this whole notion. In leadership, he's talking about building this collaborative and supportive culture where everyone plays an important part. And like Nathan Sharp said, if one part is missing, it won't work. So you want to find that inner purpose of the motivation of the team. And, you know, this can also be applied when we're talking to buyers and sellers, right? We want to understand what is their motivation in selling? What is their motivation in buying? We need to have positive reinforcement and surround yourself with others that are positive. And I think this is one of the most important aspects for me of Mastermind is that we're about, you know, lifting each other up, not tearing each other down. And for a long time in this industry, we have seen a lot of that. But you know what? In any marketplace, I understand it's competitive, but we don't need to be sharks, right? We can still lift each other up. There is enough business for absolutely everyone. In building your best life, Lee says, live an incredible life with incredible initiative. And to reassess, where are you at with your goals? And are you realizing your goals that you initially set out, right? Do your actions assist you in your aims in order to achieve your goals to assist you in getting there? If you have any hesitations, maybe you need to be thinking about your actions, Think about leaving your world, about your leaving your marketplace, about leaving your workplace, about leaving, you know, the impact that you have with family and friends in a much better place. Live a life with no regrets and to really live your best life, a life that's true for you, which, as you know, is very much what I'm all about. Okay, let's get to Philip DeBella and Here's my final takeaways from um, from this mastermind uh, speaker. And I have to say, I mean, Phil is a great guy. He, he shared so much. He was so passionate and we're so lucky to have him. Now, he's known kind of as the coffee king. He started and launched his business, Debella Coffee, in 2002, and he grew it to become Australia's largest specialty coffee company that he later sold to Retail Food Group. Now, during these years, he was constantly listed in BRW's Fast 100. He's received numerous awards and, and accolades, including Entrepreneur of the Year, Customer Service Awards, Business Owner Awards. Look, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of awards. Let me tell you. Now, today he coaches and he mentors other businesses through the establishment of the Coffee Commune. Now, this business is dedicated to the long-term development, sustainability, and success of the broader coffee industry for all participants. Oh. Love that. And underscoring everything that Phil does is his drive for ongoing growth, development and improvement to be the best that he can be and to help others achieve this too. So in our session with Phil, he shared his knowledge on marketing, innovation and entrepreneurship. So the five key elements that Phil spoke about was branding and marketing, leading your team, building your business, overcoming adversity and building your best life. When it comes to branding and marketing, Phil talked about owning the voice, buying the voice and earning the voice. And in owning the voice, you want to tell a story so compelling that people choose you. In buying the voice, it's all about your advertising. And in earning the voice, it's about third party endorsements. Think about referrals, positive feedbacks, 
you know, we want those tribe of people out there in the marketplace championing you and bringing back this repeat and referral business, right? So he talked about by exceeding the expectations, you earn the voice, right? So let's look at, at how we do that. And the first thing that he suggests is to do a data analysis. In your data analysis strategy, look at what you're doing in your business, but also look at what your competitors are doing. And think about what you need to do better and different to everyone else. You know, if you're trying to be the same as what your competitors are, you know, it's just not going to ring true. And I would suggest, you know, don't copy people. As Phil says, people don't want fake. They want the real deal and that no one wants a fake Louis Vuitton, right? (laughs) And people do business with people and not products. So stay true to your values. And often what underpins your brand is your values. So have three to five of them and don't make the list too long. And Phil talked about how his values were operating with authenticity and with intention. In overcoming adversity, he said the true mark of a champion is practicing over and over and over again. In building your business, Phil asked himself this question, and that is, am I doing the best that I can at the time that it's happening with the resources that I have. Interesting. He often says that a common denominator of failure is poor communication and that businesses often fail when they don't communicate, that individuals fail when they don't communicate and understanding that society's needs change. And in his industry, you know, people now want different types of milks, you know, they want caramel syrups and so forth. But just like coffees, Real estate also changes and how people buy and sell real estate. It's changed in terms of where we do our marketing. It's also changed in terms of what they're looking for in the various different styles of property. So it's important to understand that we need to change as society is changing. In building your best life, Phil says for him, it's not about the money, it's about the quality of life. And often what's harder today is easier tomorrow. He talked about the concept of work-life balance is pretty challenging, but for him, he thinks about it as having work-life harmony and having harmony between his personal, professional and family aspects of his life. And finally, he left us with this concept that often our limitations are self-imposed and that we're capable of so much more if we lifted our limitations. Again, there's that concept about smashing down those glass ceilings. Gosh, that was such a big, massive episode today. Oh, so how are you feeling? My goodness, I have given you so many just huge takeaways, all jammed into one podcast episode. And whilst I would love to share with you all the in-depth notes from those sessions, I've given you some of those big key rocks and some of those big key takeaways. And hopefully you've really enjoyed today's session. Now, I only shared five (laughs) of our keynote speakers from Masterminds Notes, and we've had 12 speakers over the last two years. And I have to tell you, all of them have been so incredibly impactful on all of the participants, on all of the masterminders, on myself. And I think this is the reason why I love this program so much. On looking and breaking down what are those common themes that I see make people successful and that we constantly see from these rockstar keynote speakers. The first one that I would say is the drive, the determination, and the grit. 
The second one is practice. The third one is reviewing and constantly breaking things down and looking at your data analysis. The third one is building great teams and understanding how to become a great leader and how to get your teammates to to interact with each other and to be empowered and to work together in building a common goal and in understanding that. I think the other part that I've really seen through Mastermind, not only from the people that are within the group, but also from the keynote speakers and from my own life, would have to be that we all at some point have some level of, of adversity. And it's about how you pick yourself up, how you deal with it and how you move forward. And understanding that in order to build your best life, that you can't be a passenger in life, that you have to really be a driver and you have to get into the driver's seat and understanding that not everyone is going to understand of where you want to go and where you want to be and that's okay. But stay true to yourself and stay true to your vision and what that looks like for you. Now, we're nearly at the end of today's episode, but before we go, I wanted to share with you what's going to be coming up on next week's episode. And I thought what I'd do is I'd share with you another segment of the Mastermind with Sherry program. And I wanted to share a segment of the keynote from Paul and Kerry Lee Gockel. Now, Paul is a silver medalist Paralympian and his wife, Kerry Lee, was born without any arms. She grew up doing everything with her feet. She's a self-proclaimed wingless warrior. She's a lawyer by qualification and a highly active athlete. Paul was born with a condition known as spina bifida. He has a Bachelor of Business in Public Admin and a Master of Business in Professional Accounting. Now, these guys are avid athletes. They're competitive ocean swimmers, and their story is one of overcoming adversity despite any of life's disadvantages. It is truly, truly inspiring. And I haven't seen a couple that embraces the saying of build your best life more than these two. So you've got to listen up for that one. It will be coming out next Tuesday. So if you're keen to build your best life by harnessing your real estate career, implement proven sales systems and structures, leverage your listing sales and results, build your own celebrity profile and learn how to build your own team and EBU whilst making more profit and working less, then make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you get notified every Tuesday when the episodes go live. And if you're ready to be a part of a community that lifts each other up and doesn't tear each other down, where you want to grow and build your own business, where you want to learn how to become financially stable, if you want to learn how to grow your own teams and wealth and freedom, then I suggest you go and check out Mastermind with Sherry. This is going to help you build your life, revolutionize it from the inside out. So for more information and how you can register, go to sherrystorer.com forward slash mastermind.